right, welcome back. Episode 21, our Ladanian Tomlinson episode. Uh, I am here on another great week um, with my co-host. Say what's up, Danny Darms. Oh, man, great to be back. Uh, experiencing some technical difficulties myself, working on getting my uh, camera to work again. I don't know, old computer I'm using, still trying to get as much use out of it as I can, but I'm pretty hyped. Uh, tonight we have a special guest on. I'm going to let Delco introduce him here. Yeah, my buddy, uh, Bill Graffs, Adam. Wow. Uh, say what's up. Yeah, how you doing, man? Guys? How's it going? Good, good, good. All right. For everybody that doesn't know you, um, you know, you're at Bill Graffs on Instagram. Yes. Talk about your job and the hobby and what you've been doing recently. All right. So uh, my name is Adam Rosenstein. I am formerly the founder and sole proprietor of Vilgraphs LLC. Um, that's just the fancy way of saying that uh, I started a brand called Vilgraphs back in 2018. Uh, I became an official company in 2022. Um, for about two and a half, three years, I bought and sold cards on my own uh, as my side hustle and then quickly moved it into my full-time job. Um, then uh, I, back in March, I took the position of head of operations at Bridgeport Hobby. We are a sports card shop in the south side of Chicago in the Bridgeport neighborhood. We are four blocks from the White Sox Stadium. If uh, anyone is familiar with the Chicago area. Um, and uh, now I am in the, uh, the hobby corporate world and I, uh, I basically run Bridgeport Hobby. Um, my boss, Rob, I'm not discrediting my boss, Rob. My boss, Rob does a great job, but uh, I basically handle most of the daily operations and uh, the ins and outs of uh, what goes on in the company, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um I, I, tell us a little bit more about like i see you on instagram tons of you're buying all the time yeah. and you know i see keep seeing you know sold at bill graphs yeah. uh so and you know so i'll be i know you're doing a lot with just buying people's inventory and everyone's so telling how easy to, it, you are to work with um are you, you're putting together mystery packs for, so, for Bridgeport? Is that what you're doing? So we are, all right, let me take a step back. So the people in the hobby who, when they hear the word repacker, all right, let me ask Danny. Danny, when you hear the word repacker, what do you think? I think about a guy who's going to come up to the table, rocking all Supreme, and he's going to be like, yo, would you run 60% on these? And Let me rephrase the question. When I say that we do repacks, what do you, what does that, what, like, what pops in your head? Like, what, what does that mean? And I think repacks, I'm thinking about buying like a mystery pack of hits, like obviously stuff that's already been pulled from product, probably yeah. like two graded cards, maybe one raw card in a magnet, yeah. like something like that. So uh, you, you didn't say the word I wanted you to say, but uh, <laughs> I'd say that 90% of the repackers in this hobby operate on the whatnot app. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay, no, okay. no disrespect to the whatnot app. I have nothing, nothing but love for them. They're really good people. They're binder and uh, all the people that run the selling on whatnot. They're great people, but uh, we operate a little differently. We do not do whatnot. 
All right. So, Bill, um, one thing that I wanted to ask you about being like a repacker, I think like, you know, I know you're looking for uh, different things than other uh, repackers that we typically see, but I think everyone kind of wants to do business with repackers because at the end of the day, you guys provide liquidity. So if there and, and, you know, some of our listeners are like, ah, I don't need those guys, but there's definitely people that want to do more business with repackers and have that as an outlet for their business. So like, sure. what are a couple tips and things that uh, they should do as sellers? And then another thing is like, what are you specifically looking for? Like, how do you evaluate what's going to be good and liquid and appealing in so, your repacks? So for our packs, we, we basically, how we advertise it is essentially you could rip a $500 box of select and hope to get a Kenny Pickett auto. Or you could buy a $150 pack from us and be guaranteed an auto or a numbered or slab of someone that I guarantee you've heard of. Um, So a lot of repacker and, and honestly, and I, and I'll talk about this later, but we sell to repackers all the time. I mean, that's where most of our business, our sales outside of, you know, our streams uh, come from, but I know what certain repackers that I have relationships with are looking for. We take what they don't want. So mm-hmm. like a lot of repackers won't touch like retail parallel, like optic blue velocity or like mosaic camo pink, like PSA nine, Justin Herbert's they're like 20, 30 bucks. Like we'll buy those because our, our viewers on, on TikTok, um, they just want the, the, the big names. They don't really, I mean, we're not going to give them like a PSA six, like mosaic base. We're not going to give them, <laughs> some, but we're, we're providing them with the names that, you know, you want. And what I've noticed is a lot of these TikTok people, um, they don't, uh, buy, let me, let me take a step back. So like instant, like I've noticed Instagram people, when they want a player, they buy that card. Like most people do, like, say you want a Jordan Love card, you go on eBay or you post that you're looking for Jordan Love and you buy a Jordan Love card. These TikTok people, they rip and that's how they build their collection. Mm-hmm. So they're hoping to get a player that is going to be a good hold down the line in our repacks. And that's what we try to provide. And like I said earlier, our $85 pack, the worst you're going to do is 45, 50 bucks. But that card may be like a PSA 10 Jalen Hurts that's going to only go up as the, as it gets closer to the season and as the season goes on. So um, we're just trying to provide as much value as we can. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, definitely, definitely a, a different type of thing. Yeah. And then it's definitely different from the step of like, I think the price point is a little bit unique too. Like yeah. you see like really low end stuff and then you see super high end, but that like, affordable hundred hundred and fifty dollar price and a price i don't think is really like talked about too much or or not done a ton like i'd be i'd be doing a bad job of doing this interview if i didn't promote my company so to just give you guys an example of what we did last night and understand not only do i buy for the repacks like when you go to a show and you see these people who go oh yeah i'm a repacker i work for backyard breaks i'm buying for them those people aren't putting together the packs like right. I physically put every card in the little baggie and put it in the box. Like I, I know what's in each pack. So like I'm, I'm physically, I'm buying for the packs and I'm also making the packs. So 
when we do the more expensive packs, the 350s and the 500s, we run them hit draft style. So last night we did, excuse me, last night we did five $500 packs. And it's a hit draft. So uh, basically, if the ceiling gets hit the first pack, people don't stop buying and everyone gets a fair chance to get the hits. In the $500 hit draft, or in the $500 uh, mystery packs, there was a PSA 10 on-card Mike Trout auto. There was a Giannis Prism insert gold to 10 PSA 10. There was a Kenny Pickett RPA. There was an RJ Barrett optic gold auto to 10 PSA 9. And like the fact that we're providing that at $500 is just insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, sounds like it. That's fire. Like uh, that's all. And I've, um, I've actually personally had like decent, decent luck with, with repacks in the day, but I, I don't do them like an insane amount, but, yeah. um, it is like a fun experience. And I agree with your, like kind of promoting that it's better than, you know, opening up a random box, like you're getting yeah. quality stuff and, and, and the value. Um, dimes, uh, do you have anything, uh, specifically for Bill kind of on what he's, what he's talking about? Yeah, I think it is interesting, that kind of style, because it is needed. Because a lot of times, I think people just want to throw more money into cards where they're okay with taking, like, random cards back in kind of like a ripping boxes way. But, like, it kind of allows them to not get smoked on it. Because, like, 90%, like, I firmly believe, like, 90% of the people who go into the hobby shop and rip a box get smoked like it may be fun and they get some new random cards but value wise they're going to get smoked but with you know with your packs if they get new random cards and they can kind of keep the value at that kind of level place of the money they put into it it does offer some new things because like i can remember like sometimes some of the worst decisions i've made money wise and cards is like ripping after like making a big sale of a card absolutely we had a guy last night in our live stream and uh, it's kind of because, I mean, right now, I don't know if you guys follow when you, what I've learned when you work in a card shop, you're a lot more in tune with what's coming out and like what's being released than when you're just like, like in the hobby, but you don't like work for a card shop. Like I know when every product comes out. So like the last two weeks, nothing has really come out. And, uh, last night, I mean, we just, we didn't, we, we don't have any new products. So last night someone bought a 1718 prism basketball box hobby box for themselves and it was fifteen hundred dollars and they didn't get a single uh 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 tatum mitchell or fox like base card like they didn't get anything oh my gosh and their their autos were kelly olenic and justin Patton. oh (laughs) so i mean i mean yeah like i feel i feel bad for these people like we had a guy come into the shop one time and he's like we had eight boxes of Donruss H2 football. And he's like, I want a downtown. Give me all eight boxes. Oh my God. Like, buddy, you know, like you can buy whatever you can buy your Dalvin cook downtown for like 80 bucks on eBay. If you want a downtown that bad, but he'd rather spend the $1,200 to get it himself. Like people are just, it's crazy. That is that, but that is good. It shows you that having like a repack of even value, like sometimes people just want to throw money in and get random cool looking cards back. Oh, and dude, we put we put a Dennis Smith Jr. kaboom in a $85 pack and they went nuts. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because somebody will spend thousands ripping the wax hunting for Kaboom. Yeah, right. So it does make sense. So um, upcoming this weekend uh, is the Chantilly Card Show. Dimes, are you going? I actually am going to drive up on Friday, just for Friday, uh, Saturday. I'll be a uh, poolside. Okay, I was going to say, school's out for the summer, huh? You're, School uh... is now out for the summer. So nice. there is, I just gained a lot of freedom, but with a lot of freedom <laughs> comes a lot of responsibility. So I'm only going to Chantilly for one day. And then I got to drive back and uh, I'm going to work the pools on Saturday. So I got to make sure this is a one day and a one day only trip. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to go up to Chantilly. It's always a good show. I'm not, I don't have a table. I'm just going to buy, but are you going? Uh, I am not. I don't think, uh, in my experience driving back on Friday to, uh, Philadelphia is terrible from Chantilly. So go, go, don't decide to go home until like after like 7 PM or something and traffic dies down. Uh, what about you, Bill? Are you going to Chantilly this weekend? Yeah, yeah, are you going to Chantilly? I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, I can't hear. Uh, um, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got off the track. I got off my track here. Hold on, let me. So, Bill, are you going to Chantilly this weekend? As much as I love Chantilly and I love seeing all my East Coast people, I am not going to Chantilly. I will be at All Cards Weekend in Denver, Colorado this week. Interesting. Interesting. That's a cool show. I've heard, I, I did see some people, like I saw uh, uh, Rohan, uh, Sports Cards uh, Mafia, or whatever his name is on there. Um, he's going, right? He's going to Denver and a couple other people let's, are going let's to give him. Let's give him the proper promotion. It's Slab Mafia Sports. Slab Mafia, yeah. yeah. I just call him Rohan. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so yeah I, I've been telling, my family's always like, where are you going this weekend? And the next, so we're officially six weeks to the national. Um, uh, so the next, the next six weeks are just insane for me. I got Denver this weekend, Seattle next weekend, San Francisco the weekend after that, then Dallas. Then I come home and my mom comes to town that following weekend. I'm taking her to see Beyonce and then it's the <laughs> national. So it's, uh, it's going to be a crazy next six weeks, but I mean, I live for it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, uh, I'm excited to be speaking at the national, like we're doing a lot of planning at work, uh, you know, collects and car dealer pro offices for the national. We got a lot of cool things um in store so i'm excited for it and you know i guess we'll be um i, I actually i can ask you so we've been we scoped out the national things to do in chicago and i don't know if you saw this but on tuesday um the cubs play the white Sox. yes and i need i need six tickets to the white Sox game so i don't know if you got any local i don't have a plug i just walk up i literally Sometimes I'll be sitting here. I'll get back from work at like 6.15. I'll be sitting in my house and I'll just like look at my phone and I'll be like, huh, the White Sox are playing. And I put a hat on and I walk to the stadium and then I uh, buy my ticket on my walk. So. Oh yeah. Just like look on like a ticket app. So, yeah. All right. So piece of advice for anyone listening and for you, Alex, White Sox stadium, right? So you guys, Danny, you're from Philly, right? I am. Sox games is 
uh, you can only walk around the concourse on the first level if you have a 100 level ticket, which is really weird and really annoying, but they enforce it. So you can buy bleachers, which are first level. Uh, they're usually like 20, like I went the other night, it was like $21, but it's uh, like, if you buy a ticket in the three or 400 level, you can only walk around up there and it's like not same food options. And it's just like not an enjoyable experience. So, so you either want to buy a hundred level ticket or you want to buy a cheap yeah, ticket and just roam on the Cubs series now. Oh, is the whole collects team going to go? Yeah. We're trying to get them for the whole team. Yeah. It's my job to come up with the tickets. For some reason I volunteer for that today. Cause I thought that'd be fun to try to buy tickets for everybody. Um, yeah. We, we were looking at like, uh, like, cause we're so part of the team's going to drive from Philly to Chicago. And so we're, like, and, uh, yeah, they're going to stop in Pittsburgh on Monday night and see a game at PNC. Oh, and then I'm flying, uh, I'm driving home, but I'm not driving there. I'm flying there. Uh, that's a long story as to why, but, okay. um, and then, uh, so I'm meeting the team on Tuesday. We're going to set up and then we're going to try to buy tickets on Tuesday night for the, uh, cause we saw that the white Sox were playing the Cubs. I think that'd be really cool to see like yeah. the, and then, if, if you want to see uh, – do you want to see White Sox Cubs or do you just want to see the ballpark? No, I want to see White Sox Cubs. It's important okay. that the, it's the Chicago crosstown rivalry thing. As I was going to say, the White Sox are home during the whole national and the following – like I think it starts on Thursday. They play the, uh, the, the Guardians. Okay. So if you just want to – I know uh, my one buddy, pool hitters um, – uh, Alex Liriano, he wants to see Jordan Walker against the Cubs later on the weekend because, like, uh, you know, Cardinals are going to be playing the Cubs on uh, oh, on the weekend. Yeah, at Wrigley. Yeah, I hate Wrigley Field. I'm sorry. What's wrong with it? I've never been. Actually, no, I have been there, but it's like old, right? Like, I'm a I'm as big of a baseball fan at like as that exists. You know that, Alex. Like, yeah, I'm a baseball purist. I love Fenway Park. I I love Camden Yards. I hate Wrigley Field. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, right? why? One, you go to the bathroom at Wrigley Field. They have these little, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, it's like a container that you pee in. <laughs> it's like, and you're, like, all standing next to each other. And it's like, there's no breath. Oh, yeah, yeah, the conjoined that, sink. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, that It's like a sink, but, like, upside down. It's, like, weird. Yeah. And Wrigley Field, you can't, my favorite thing to do when I go to a stadium is walk around the concourse. I like to start behind home plate and I walk around first base into the outfield around third base and back to home plate. First time I went to Wrigley field, they don't let you go in the outfield because of the bleacher tickets. Right. So there's nothing to see. Like you can't, you can't go out there. And it's like, I want to go out there. I just don't like Wrigley field. Um, I'm actually going there next week because the Phillies are in town. So that will be the last trip of mine <laughs> this year. I mean, I saw, I saw the Grateful Dead there. Uh, so that was my experience at Wrigley Field. I haven't seen a baseball game. Okay, but yeah, you should definitely see a game there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth worth it. I was just at Citizens Bank. Um, I did the I same. Sim yeah, it was great. Uh, beautiful night. Not a good game. I mean, Spencer Strider kind of no. blue balls yeah. us. But, uh, we, but like, I want to say I did do the same thing. Like, on my way out, um i kind of stopped at the outfield and just took like a whole inning in from like that perspective because yeah. it's kind of cool to 
see a different different it's angles. Like, here's how I here's how I describe it to people. Like, imagine if you went to Citizen Bank Park, but you weren't allowed to go to Ashburn Alley. Like that. Yeah, like that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. yeah um, that is weird. It's yeah, so weird. It's so, so weird. Yeah, goofy. Um, back to the national. Uh, what do you? I, I like this question. What do you think the PSA national special would be? So like dimes dimes wrote this question. So are you proposing like, like you remember last year they had like a, a drop off, like submission special. Um, yeah. I wonder what they'll do. Maybe they'll challenge uh, SJC's $15 football. Well, it wasn't even just the in-person drop off that they had. They also had, if you got it to them, like by the national, like you could send it to them before for the bulk stuff. And you're also seeing like a lot of group servers are doing like express and super express like types of drop off specials. But I'm thinking like for the special of the month, cause like obviously last mm -hmm. month was the $16, 2022, 2023 cards. This month is the $15, 1991 and on like, if they make it like, like technically last year, the cheapest price was the month of the national. So like, are we going to see a 14 or $13 card? Like imagine if it's 12 or 13 bucks again, a card, like that would be crazy. Like, I hope that's what they end up doing. Honestly, that'd be fun. Maybe they make the max declare value like 150 bucks or even a hundred bucks. Like if it was like $12 with a hundred dollar declare value, that would be an oh, interesting you, level that, to like you grind would eat that, that up. You I would eat that up. I would eat that up. Just leave me in an isolated place with Wi-Fi, and it would be scary. Scary things would be happening. Wait, I, let's talk about this for a second because Dom sent me a picture today of <laughs> like these these sick piles on his carpet, like, and they're just like <laughs> all blue ices like across his entire room. So like he's been doing some wicked stuff with PSA, like. Just, I mean, I know we talk about it a good bit on here. We always have like a submission kind of segment, but like, what what are you doing with all this, man? Like, what's going on with you? <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of them. You know what? Slowly but surely, they do sell. Like, there are collectors out there who will offer on these, like, just random refractors as like nines or tens. And like, I've noticed, the one thing I've noticed is that people don't care as much like the collectors between the nine and the 10, like somebody who like all of somebody who will buy like Aaron Rodgers blue ice is off and like, you know, the guy doesn't really care that much if it's a nine or a 10, cause I've had both. I've sold them both, but yeah, it is, it, it has been fun, especially with the cheaper levels and like to get them back in like a month or a month and a half has just been like too easy to kind of like play around with it. And, and, but I am curious. I mean, technically last year, the cheapest month was when they got down to that July special, like, because the prices just kept falling. And then the national, they hit that. Because like, I don't know if you remember, like last spring, they dropped the $30 level, which was the cheapest in a while. And that was a big deal when it first dropped. And then the national special was 18 a card, I believe. I remember that. Yeah, so I, definitely, like, I, I definitely put some cards in for that. I'm hoping something like that. I mean, what do you think? Do you think they'll compete with like SGC with the $15 level? I, that's what I was thinking. I think because SGC starting to get really like competitive with that. I, remember, we, we actually speculated um, if they if SGC would go after a modern set, like similar to their 
their tops like, specials, like with a $9 thing, like, are they going to go prism football at nine bucks? Like, what could they do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I do know that PSA has gotten me with each monthly special to do at least one sub every single time this whole year. So like, whatever it is, I'll do it. Um, and just like you, I've seen more success with grading speculation and plays than, you know, guessing on player performance and like exiting cards that way. So like, I think it's a smart thing to do. I mean, you know, especially if you can do both at the same time, right? Like, like the player, like the card, and also do a lot of grading. Uh, Dimes does a lot of like, you know, Hall of Famer or the number one stars, like, but every, you know, like, I think you, you probably graded more 2022 Prism Football Tom Brady like cards than anybody, like, period. How many, I mean, you probably have like, what do you, how many Tom Brady 2022 Prism parallel cards do you have? Out of the hobby, I've graded at least 20 of like the hobby numbered with PSA, like a couple of the blue ices, camo, uh, green scopes, purple, purple power, purple ice, like, and it's interesting, like I'll see, like, I don't know if the graders talk and they're like, they're like, yo boss like don't be giving tens to these green scopes this year like we don't like them because like i've gone over on like the brady green scopes but then like the brady purple ices they've been very generous on like i wonder like it's interesting to see it's how pro- like, it's probably production greater. related you know like they print all the cards like together in the in the in the parallels so if like all the green hypers got messed up that makes sense and they didn't get you know what i mean it could be but i look at them like pretty closely and I look at a lot of cards and like there's some times where I'm like this is perfect and I'm like again it's this parallel what do you, what do, you do with all the cards that you don't grade like you buy all this stuff from eBay like I, your eBay is like you know something from like a beautiful mind like some crazy person like all this like <laughs> strings all over the wall like you have like this insane eBay account that you just always buy in raw cards you must decide you must have a pile that's like I'm not even sending these do you just throw them back on eBay and hope like no one dings you with like a return? Sometimes I do throw them back on eBay. Rarely. Sometimes I'll just sell them raw to show if it's not too bad. If it is really bad, like I'm a big believer in like, if the card is fully creased, even if it's a $10 card, I might hit you with a return. If it's like Ben in half or like, if it's one of those where, I can see like to the next layer. Like I hit somebody with a return recently and the guy like bitched about it a little bit because it was a cheap card. But like, I think the way I explained it was like, dog, I can see onto like the next layer. Like it was a prism card that was like peeled and I could see like the white stock under it. And I was like, this is not what the picture looked like. Like I get that it was a cheap card, but I'm not just going to take a $10 loss and like throw this card out because you are sending a different card. That, that, I, I think that's picture. a great barometer that people should keep in mind. Like, I think it's okay. The The point in which it's okay to return a card on condition is if like you literally cannot sell this card in good conscience. Like if you have to put some disclaimer, like for collectors only, like, or something yeah. like, like that, like that's a good indication that you might be able to like put a return with somebody else. Do you have to do that, uh, like, Vil, for all of your buying? Do you buy raw stuff? Do you have to do handle yeah. returns on raw stuff? Um, I've never. It's funny. The only – actually, this – I hope uh, – Yeah, I think uh, 
that's pretty cool though like lots of lots of psa stuff going on with dimes uh, just doing a lot of that I, i've gotten a, a couple orders back myself and i just kind of um have them on the ship like i've been sitting them in my case and i just haven't been selling for some reason um i'm still listening to ebay raw stuff because it's kind of part of my job to like do that but i just never um i haven't been getting around the list in my slab so i just been sitting on a lot of my uh psa special stuff man why don't you um, just sell them to me yeah i might have to hit you up we might have to do a facetime and and, and so dude i need cards yeah i, I have remember, like i want you guys to go give you your phone near you right now yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at my Instagram story. I posted how much I've spent since Sunday on cards. How much was it? <laughs> uh, a little over fifteen thousand. Oh, oh what was the what was your favorite thing that you bought? Uh, dude, I don't even remember what I bought. I just I just buy it, agree to it, look it up, write it down, and then move on to the next deal. And when it comes in, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I guess I bought that. How do you find good like? things to buy because i feel like whenever like people hit me up and they're like are you buying it's just always just like Dude, either above I, ebay so or... i've learned since i've started working for the shop i've uh like the like the quality of what people have sent me has been really good hmm. but uh it 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 really helps something i do is whenever someone sells me like a lot that is like exactly what i'm looking for I'll say to them, hey, can you please post this on Instagram and tag me and I'll repost it for you? It's like, it's beneficial for both of us. Like people see that I'm spending, people see what I'm looking for. And then you, you might get a follow or someone might message you, hey, do you have any more Jason Tatum or like whatever? So it's beneficial for both parties. But that is a good point too. Cause then they're like, that's a lot of times when I see that somebody is actually actively closing deals when yeah. they're posting that they're buying. Cause then it's like, you know, that they're not just trying to smoke you. Like if somebody's yeah. actually and like, selling to they, them, it's good. When I, I go to all these shows, like I was in a uh, Kansas city uh, a couple of weeks ago and I did a deal with someone. It was for like three or 4,000. Hey, got a sub back. What do you want? And they'll send me pictures and I'll be like, I want that, 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 and that. And then we get a deal done. So it's more so just like, it's like you could, I look at it as you could do one really good deal with someone and, you know, never see them again, or you could continue the relationship and keep getting deals. That's, that's so a true. good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing to mention, especially being like, someone who wants like needs to buy a lot especially as a shop because i would imagine like do you have people coming here like do you have to tell people the bad news when they come in with their 80s and 90s oh, baseball domers every cards? time someone walks in with a binder in their hand oh. Oh. I, I roll my eyes and i go fuck i have to do this again oh. it is my least favorite part of my job and like we get a lot of like uh like you know bridgeport isn't like the wealthiest it's so I mean, like you guys know the south side of Chicago, it's not like the greatest area. And like we'll have these people who like just come in, they're like, Man, I just my brother died and he left me all his cards and like or my uncle died or my grandfather gave me this shit. And I'm like, Man, I'm like, you need to like put these on eBay or just like donate them a goodwill because like we're not buying them. Like 
Yeah, it's tough. Like you don't want to take, you can only take and on then, so like, many 80s. Junk so like, we've been instructed to tell people like when they call, like, hey, we don't take anything from the 80s or 90s. And then they hit me with the, well, what if I got a Michael Jordan rookie card? And I'm like, right. all right, well, if you have a Michael Jordan rookie card, like I want that. But like every other card, I don't want. Yeah, they never have tops, chrome, refractors. Like that's yeah, never exactly. what they have. Right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> those were hoarded by people that knew exactly what they were doing, like yeah. over the years. You know. Yeah, that makes you think. Like there must have been some people back, even like not too too long ago. Like I, like even as recent as like 2005 to 2010, like before this was that big with the eBay and all that. Like. There must have been some people smoking people on like PMGs and like top scrum or Like I can imagine because there were probably some people with those binders, but back then they might have had like a PMG binder, like a shiny refractor binder. And it's like, but now like it's there's been enough time through everything booming, everything being in the news where I feel like by now all those have been found and the people who are still coming in are the people who've been told by 10 other people that they're not buying 80s and 90s. And they're like, they're like, I can't believe this dude won't buy my 1990 whatever cards. Like I traded everything. For people, people see the sign outside that says buy, sell, trade sports cards. And they think, oh, no matter what sports card I have, they will buy it. Right. You yeah, at the end of the day, it's got to make sense for you guys. Like, you know, you got to be able to actually sell it. Yeah, that's that's got to be a tough thing to to try to tell people no like that. Like, it, and I feel like you got to like sometimes people must be so disappointed. Like, they probably get handed a binder of cards and they're like, all right, like I'm set now. I just, I know where this shop is. I'll just go there, get the cash. And then they come in and you just kind of have to be like, yeah, no, we're good. Like we can't buy these. I get that. I have to explain that a lot in my job too. Like, cause it's a lot of people that are like, will buy, you know, scanners and, and they're buying software. They're like, I want to evaluate everything I have. And like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, like I got a bunch of 80s and 90s, you know, and they're oh. about to like get started on it. And you're like, oh, no, like it's not a bad thing. You know, they definitely, you know, the funny thing about junk wax is like there's a I mean, junk wax sells all. I mean, just a crazy amount of volume still to this day on eBay. Um, really? All those singles sell. Yes. And there's still people building sets and doing things. I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I can't tell you how many, you know, 87 bonds junk wax cards sell every day. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's not that it's just, there's just too many, you know, it's just never going to be worth anything. And if bonds is a buck, oh man, like, what are you going to do after that? A um, couple other things uh, to talk about. Uh, Bradley Beal on the move to to uh, the Phoenix. That kind of makes their, all those cards a little bit more interesting. Beal, Booker, KD, maybe. What do you think, Dimes? Basketball well, cards are in the dumps. Yeah, Beal stuff is actually on fire. It's like kind of doubled, at least like the main, you know, prism stuff. At least for now, I think that'll come down soon. With the Suns, it'll be interesting because there's only one basketball. And you got those three guys who can score all day. 
But I mean, they can, it, it does benefit you to have multiple guys like that because they can run rotations where they always have two on the floor. So, you know, having always being able to have two of them out there is good. They just got to figure out how to balance that. And, you know, you got to see how they fill it in with role players because that's going to be a huge, huge factor too. KD cards are tough, I think, because like OKC fans, when you think about it, like where is his main collector base going to be? Like OKC fans, probably not too happy with him when he went to Golden State Warriors fans. He was there for a little bit. I think their guy is Steph. I don't think they're in love with him. Nets fans, that didn't work out too well. Suns fans, you know, we'll see how this goes. But I think that's going to be the issue for him. Whereas Booker, who's been with the Suns the whole time, you know, started super young, been a huge scorer the whole time, going to end up with a ton of points, just like KD will. But he's, you know, has that Phoenix collector base. I, I don't like it'll be interesting how KD cards do long term because he has had one of the best, you know, he is one of the best ever talent wise. But I like, think they're too cheap. Like I think the, uh, you know, his top current refractor to nine ninety nine, like BGS nine five. I think that's like a, like a fifteen hundred dollar card right now or something like ridiculous. And uh, like I, to me that there's just too many cards of too many guys that just don't have the game or the accolades that go for more than that um that aren't as rare so like uh yeah i i i feel like we're downplaying his accomplishments a little bit in the moment and like it's it's always kind of interesting like that one championship can like put you over the hump in terms of perception i don't know if the Suns are going to do it but i think there's still an outside chance and i do think that his tops chrome stuff has like, I mean, the ultra crazy peak, I yeah, totally not worth that. But the current bottom, I think, is a little too low. I remember when those nine five refractors were like twenty grand not too long ago. They I were know. they used to do numbers. Even the base, there's on Otia's Instagram page. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, Jeff Otia, I think, is his yeah. full name. Yeah, um, Jason, Jason Coons. Jason yeah. Coons. Yeah, I don't know why I just said. I just totally threw together names. I took Jeff from Sports Card Investor, took Otia from his company name and named him Jeff Otia. But Whatever. anyway, if you look on his page, like if you scroll down, there's a picture of like a bunch of Durant Topps Chrome 10s. I wonder if it's still there actually. But I remember seeing it not too long ago. And I think it says on there like paying 10 grand each or something. And it's like, you know, and you could see like buying in bulk. So you can see like a lot of people are into those for hire. And I think that gives a card an interesting leverage there, like because less people wanting to sell. Like I feel like there's some people who bought stuff like that during the peak and they're kind of just like, I'll just hold it till it goes back up. And it's like, that makes less of them. Here it is, uh, paying 6,000 each, January 10th, 2021. Paying 6,000 each on the base Durant PSA 10s. So of course, jump right over to card ladder and we're going to see where that base 10 is now base 10 oh boy yeah it is actually it's more than i thought it would be it's 1100 yeah 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 that makes sense but still 6000 to 1100 that's quite a fall yeah i mean he's not alone in that uh in that fall that's that's kind of a a lot of a lot of cards are in that same exact moment um I did see some, uh, I, I bid on a ton of stuff on PWCC, lost it all, uh, besides <laughs> one uh, AI card, um, SI for kids, 
I am a, a proud member of a of pop uh, five none higher SI for kids AI rookie. I think that's it. And it's one of those giant slabs. So it's perfect at, to just hold that at PWCC forever. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, I won that, but I, I lost a ton of stuff. It's obviously, you know, cards are healthy and people are buying because I thought I was making some big things. But what I wanted to say originally was my AI refractor, the 96 refractor, PSA 9 went off five grand on that thing. So I was super happy to see that from uh, just owning uh, owning a PSA 8 that's centered and clean and green free um, and buying it for a lot less than that. So I, I was, I'm happy to see his market still holding strong. He has such a strong collector base it's like mm. it's great to be uh an ai collector honestly it's been it's been are a you experience. going now here's the real question are you going to pay to meet him at the national no i don't think so because i don't like uh if i ever do do a meet and greet i don't want to do one where he's met like five million people in that same day because i have such like probably an inflated perception of ai that I don't want to be like disappointed when he's like, Hey, what's up, man? And then like, uh-huh. he's just like, you know, it's like one of a million uh, interactions in a day. Okay. So if I do ever meet AI, it's going to be, you no, know you can, you know, you can pay for a photo op and not like autograph. So he, he'd be more personable doing that. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. That's a good, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. But I, I, I do, I do want to meet AI. I think it's a, a bucket list type of thing. Um, maybe get it, maybe get an autograph in person would be kind of cool too, uh, on a Jersey or something. I lost out on, um, sports card connection, local hobby shop around here. Um, they auctioned off a 96 refractor with an autograph. It was authentic, but it had, uh, an autograph on it. And then it was inscribed the answer. And I bid really high on that a couple of weeks back and I lost it. Um, it sold for three grand, which I think is cheap. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, that's that's an update on my AI PC personal collecting. <laughs> is that SI for kids? Is that like a big card? I've honestly never heard of it. No, that. it was 75 bucks. Um, oh, wow. That but sounds cheap. I, to me, to me, like that's a perfect, like I'll hold that until it's more expensive. Like, like, I mean, you know, or maybe forever because- I know one how hard that is to grade. There's not a lot of there's not like a million nine sitting out there. Um, and it's only pop five and there's no ten. So I'm like, all right, great. I own one of five, you know, best versions of this card. Make it scarce even when it's not that scarce of a card. Um the SI for kids are like kind of weird. There is a couple like like you know, the Mia Ham rookie from ninety-two. Um, the, those are big. Like the early ninety ones are bigger in the high grades. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the, the largest one is the, the 96 Tiger Woods. Um, it's still considered like a pretty, a pretty big card. Well, I think, wasn't there some big sales recently on a Wembenyama? Uh, oh yeah, one true. Of those? Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because you would think Wembenyama would be, and I think it did like numbers and you would think Wembenyama would be more than happy to take the career, the accolades and the fan base that Iverson ended up having. Like, and you think the Iverson, like it's a, like things like that just blow my mind. It's totally random here and jumping to something totally random. But in terms of like numbers like that, I was looking up. So I saw somebody posted a picture, like a Luca 2018 Prism True Blue out of 199. I was like, that's a cool card. Wonder what they sell for, whatever. 
Then I saw a Jokic one posted, and I was like, that's a cool card. Wonder what they sell for it. Which one do you think sells for more? Luca, who has a million different cards. Well, I know that a BGS nine of the Luca just did five grand. I was watching it. So yeah. Uh, I and know the Luca does more than the Jokic. Does a lot more. It does <laughs> like more than three times more than the Jokic. Think about how few parallels. Luca that year, you have the red out of 299. You got all those different ones. Jokic year, you barely you have the red out of 350, but other than that, you barely have any numbered parallels that year so that was like mind-blowing to me that the Luca does that much more Jokic literally accomplished what Luca is trying to do yeah but it's just like it just goes back to the hobby big man thing here's what you got to understand right when Luca came out everyone was chasing his cards and like I understand that like Luca hasn't you know lived up to what he's supposed to be but when somebody sees oh a luca blue ice to 99 you know just popped up they think about five years ago when they were chasing that they're like now i'm gonna buy that now that i can afford it nobody gave a shit about Jokic back in 2014 that's if if Jokic had the zion hype his cards would sell for astronomical amounts now it's just like your it's just like your analogy, Danny, with the uh, with the Kevin Durant or the way that you talked about the Kevin Durant. When people are like, even it's a little different, but when people are like already high into a card, even if it's perception and not that they bought it, they like they're comfortable buying it, you know, like or you know at a different price. I think it's kind of different, but similar. I agree with you though, uh, Bill. Like I think I think that you know. To me, the five grand seems ridiculous on the on the true blue, but I was following that auction because, you know, about half of that or around three grand sounded right to me. Um, you know, like I think there's a number there where I do also would get suckered into wanting to own the true blue Luca because there's only 199 and it's like undoubtedly one of his best looking color match cards. I think like. And I, I think there's a, a cap on Jokic's ceiling and maybe Luca never does it, but I think Luca could be like Luca's cards could sell for a million. I don't know that I don't see that career in the end for Jokic, even as good as he's been, but, and, and your boy cage agrees with me too. Cause I listened to him go on a whole thing on his podcast about the same thing. Yeah. He, he made a couple of episodes about the Jokic thing. He must've been, getting a lot of heat from all the uh, Jokic investors because he said the right thing, which is still sell now. You, I'm, in, I'm uh, fascinated that you were looking at buying that Luca. Were you thinking of giving it a, a little crack and seeing what PSA thinks? Well, was it, I think it was only 0.5 away uh, from a BGS 9.5. That's probably why it did so well. Um, that particular copy did really well. I just, I just like that card. I think the color match is great. Um, I just, I'm a big true blue and blue ice guy as of late. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a frequent eBay search, almost an addiction to look at uh, ending soonest blue ice parallels on eBay and just see what I can uh, buy. Um, I fell into it last night. I bought a uh, CD lamb PSA nine blue ice rookie. Um, I don't know why I just wanted it. <laughs> and then uh, I, I uh, what else did I, I bought it? This is a completely like crazy card person take. I have no idea if this is going to come on the football field, but I just was like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk. I bought a uh, Trey Lance 
you know, prism parallel, go, uh, true gold, like, you know, uh, new recruits, rookie, true gold, um, 200 bucks. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it and, uh, you know, make a little bet that Trey Lance has a moment in the sun and I can make a play later down the road for football season. You're probably better off grabbing the uh, true gold insert than like a random retail, like 200 is probably what you'd pay for like a PSA 10 of like one of the retail parallels I'd imagine. Like, right. So yeah, that's, that's what I, f- I figured like it has the, like if I was thinking if that was, I, this is crazy, but if that was like Jalen Hurts, like what would that, what would that card do? And it would do a lot. Um, so it's kind of like, all right, it's got room to run, you know, it's not like, Although Jalen Hurts is, you know, really the perception is kind of really, really high and had an incredible season. I, you know, uh, if Trey Lance did become the full-time quarterback of the 49ers, that's a great team. So they should have like a lot of team success. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big Purdy believer, not to get too deep into the football analysis, but I just, man, watching him, I just don't think he had it. And I think uh, Trey Lance, at least athletically, has him topped. Yeah, whoever ends up being the starter there, it's a good market, good situation to fall into. But, like, I just looked up because I'm curious. And, like, so, if it, like, a purple Pulsar, one of those, like, not numbered retail parallels and, like, a PSA 10 is, like, looks like that's, like, right around the same price. So that's interesting. Like, again, lower grade, but it's more rare. I feel like that's a good play to make. And I like some of those inserts do look really cool. Like, I'm always tempted to start buying up, like, the different color of those. Especially since uh, 21, when they started putting the rookie logos on everything. I think that was, like, such a cool decision. And, like, now I don't care that as much that it's an insert. Because remember that used to be in 2020? That was the big distinction. Like, yeah, it's an insert. It doesn't say RC. Um, But now it does. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big change to make. Having the rookie logo on there definitely does help. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's our kind of uh, the the that's it for the week uh, for the episode here. Um, Bill, appreciate you coming on. Hey, Tell I everybody how they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Bill underscore Graphs, and then the shop I work for is at Bridgeport Hobby. And if anyone is listening ever wants to sell me cards, feel free to DM me at any time. Um, Alex, I want to take a second to say thank you for, uh, you know, asking me to come on. I know we've been talking about it for a little while and, uh, thank you for just always being one of the people in the hobby that I can call a real friend. So I really appreciate that. Man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you, uh, talking. Funny story. And- I met Alex because I needed a ride back to Philadelphia from a card show in New Jersey. And I asked him, I did a deal with him and I'm like, Hey, where are you from? He's like, Philly. I'm like, yo, you want to drive me there after? And he's like, fuck it, why not? So he <laughs> filled out, went in the car the whole time, and that's how we became friends. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If you ask me for a ride and you're, we're going in the same place at a card show, um, I'm a nice guy. I'll just say, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how you meet people, right? Uh, sure. meet, hobby brings people together. So, yeah. Exactly. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you made it this far, And uh, stay tuned for uh, more episodes coming in the future. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys.